The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum and Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, and there's lots of free resources there for you as well, you can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And my friends, listeners of The Art of Being Well, I'm giving away signed copies of my books for everybody that leaves a review on Apple Podcasts. So just go on over to Apple Podcasts, type in The Art of Being Well or my name and leave a review and rate The Art of Being Well. And I will be picking randomly winners throughout the months, every month. And I will reach out to you and ask which book that you want, and I'll sign it to whoever you want, whether it's for you or for a loved one. You can put your Instagram handle in the review, or you can message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole and just say, hey, I left your review, and we'll be picking winners every month. All right, let's get to today's guest. His name is Nick Green. Nick is the co-founder and CEO of Thrive Market. Have you heard of Thrive Market? Most of you probably have heard of it. You're going to learn so much from the man behind this brilliant brand. Thrive Market is a members-only online market that makes healthy living easy and accessible for every American family. Since launching, Thrive Market has grown to over 1 million paying members and counting and become a touchstone example of a mission-driven company at scale. The business has been recognized as a leader in regenerative agriculture, carbon neutral shipping, and zero waste, and was recognized as the nation's largest grocer to receive B Corp certification, as well as a certified green place to work. 
Stay tuned through the entire conversation because at the end, I'll answer another one of your burning health questions in an Ask Me Anything. All right, this is Nick Green's Art of Being Well. Nick, I'm so excited to be having this conversation on the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Will. Yeah, of course. So let's talk about the genesis of Thrive Market. People in the space, a lot of listeners use Thrive Market, but many people are probably learning it learning about it for the first time. And people that even use Thrive Market probably don't know the origin of it. So can you go back? How did it come to be? And for people that don't know about what Thrive Market is, can you explain that as well? Yeah, I'll start with what it is and then can talk a little bit about the story. So we, well, the two tie together, actually. The mission, first and foremost, is to make healthy living or healthy and sustainable living easy, affordable, accessible to anybody. So we want to make every American family able to get the healthiest, most nutritious, uh, most equitably sourced, most sustainable products they can possibly find and get them at affordable prices shipped to their door anyway, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that we do it is by offering a membership model. So for five bucks a month, our members get access to basically the best healthy, nutritious products that you find in a health food retailer, but they get them at discounted prices shipped with carbon neutral shipping packed in our zero waste fulfillment centers. And we cover a range of categories. So basically everything you'd find in the center of a grocery store that's non-perishable. Plus now we have frozen meat and seafood, wine, essentially everything you'd buy besides the stuff that goes in the refrigerator. And we started in 2014. We've grown remarkably fast. The community now is more than a million paid members. We also give away free memberships to low-income families. And we're you know one step at a time over the last seven years starting to really make a dent and how easy it can be. And I think hopefully proving that it doesn't have to be hard to live healthy and sustainable. Mm-hmm. A big part of what we do is also, you know, not just dropping the barrier of distance and dropping the barrier of price, but also kind of decreasing the intimidation factor. So, you know, we tag every product across more than 90 different metadata categories. So that if, you know, you're keto and your partner is gluten-free and you've got a child that has a nut allergy, you know, click, 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 and it all filters down. And we have a whole data science team that's developed this personalization engine, starting with an onboarding quiz, but then continuing with everything someone does on site to really map the entire assortment, the content, and the, the value to exactly what they care about. And, you know, we're just getting started. Like the truth is, we think over the next 10 years, I know you, you agree with this, and a lot of people in this space know this, but you know, it's becoming a more and more mainstream thing to want to be healthy, to want to be conscious, to want to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, today we're a million members, but we see tens of millions of American families who over the next decade are going to want to come online to this lifestyle. And we're here to make that easy. Mm. And you have such a great, you, it's, it's obviously a growing community, but it's also a very, it's exciting to be a part of. And when I did that live event with you, it was virtual live event. It was you're doing something so special because it's more than just a place to get healthy things for your home. You really have this community of, of education and empowerment when it comes to health. That was really a fun thing to be a part of. Thanks for having me be a part of that. I mean, it's, it's people like you that make that part possible where we, you know, we really want to be a resource to our members. We want to be that trusted resource for the best products, but also helping them to learn how to use those products and learn about the lifestyle lifestyles more broadly so we love having thought leaders, experts, you know, influencers on who can share their perspectives. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, be providing more than just the, the, 
the the kind of e-commerce experience, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And you know, the the membership base really is more than just a membership club. You know, this isn't just you know, like wholesale buying club. Yes, we mm-hmm. do that, right? We give people these great prices. We give them access to this curated, incredible catalog. You know, we now have actually hundreds of our own products that are just Thrive Market exclusive. But it's it's more than that. It's, it is a community, to your point. Mm-hmm. And I and you probably saw that on the uh, yeah. at the event where like people want to engage. And yeah. you know, our our paid members sponsor memberships for our gifts members. They donate at checkout to sponsor shopping stipends. Oh. You know, during the pandemic, we raised more than a million and a half dollars to go towards grocery stipends for families directly affected by COVID nineteen. So it's really been amazing to see the community aspect of it, mm-hmm. where you know our impact is not just limited to our members themselves, but our mm-hmm. members are now this like force for good in yeah. improving supply chains and you know, doing disaster relief and bringing people into the community that wouldn't even be able to afford a $60 a year membership. But now yeah. we're getting access to Thrive thanks to their generosity. Yeah, I really saw that. They were very engaged. Like you, normally you can get online events where they're just like maybe a, gr- a group of people that are that are engaged, but this was a massive group of people. I remember that when, when the book came out. It's time to feel free with Botanic Tonics, a plant-based tonic drink that delivers all the feels. It is love at first sip. Botanic Tonics delivers an euphoric blend of plant-based ingredients that is a healthy productivity enhancer and alcohol alternative featuring kava and other ancient plants from the South Pacific. You can enjoy feel free for productivity enhancement and focus. So if you're struggling with some fatigue, brain fog, that PM slump in energy. This is a great way to support productivity throughout the day, support decreasing brain fog and increasing your focus. It is also a great alternative to alcohol. It's a great non-alcoholic drink to help you with occasional stress or just drink a feel-free when you're hanging out with friends and want some chill time in your life. Exclusively for the Art of Being Well listeners, Feel Free Botanic Tonics is offering a 40% off discount on your first purchase. All you have to do is go to botanictonics.com and use code WILLCOLE at checkout for that 40% off. That's B-O-T-A-N-I-C-T-O-N-I-C-S.com, botanictonics.com. Use code WILLCOLE at checkout for that 40% off your order. Our next partner has a product I have loved for so long. It's Athletic Greens. Have you heard it? You probably have if you (laughs) listen to The Art of Being Well, because I use it in my personal life. My patients love it as well. So what is the deal with Athletic Greens? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your immune system, your nervous system, your energy levels, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. It is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in throughout the year. I mean, vitamin D deficiency, I see it so often on labs and it's needed for your mood, your energy, regulating the immune system. 
Athletic Greens costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than honestly a lot of the crap that people buy, to be honest. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system, your energy levels, your brain, your focus, digestion, gut health with convenient daily nutrition. All you have to do is put one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's all you have to do. To make it super simple, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of, of immune-supporting vitamin D and also five free travel packs of Athletic Greens with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Will Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Will to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. You may know me from Bravo TV's Family Karma and, of course, social media. I grew up in a very conservative Indian family, but I have always forged my own path and live life on my own terms. I recently left my successful career in New York City and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing and I know you are too. Join me as I spill the chai on my own cringeworthy personal life experiences every Thursday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Let's talk about accessibility. You mentioned that. And what are the major issues when it comes to food, like healthy food specifically and accessibility? And then what is Thrive Market doing specifically to help that? Yeah, it's a great question. It's at the core of what we do, right? Our mission is to make healthy and sustainable living accessible to all. Mm -hmm. And I'll actually tie it to the first question, which I didn't ask, which is sort of the origin story of Thrive, because they very much go hand in hand. So I grew up in the Midwest, um, outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota, middle class, middle America, you know, wasn't a Whole Foods uh, down the street for me growing up. And if there had been, you know, my parents wouldn't have been able to afford it. I also grew up with a mom who was very health conscious, I would say ahead of her time. She had a lot of the, you know, we call it the wellness champion today, the person that's out there wanting to really champion getting uh, getting healthier products. She was doing that back in the 80s and 90s. And it was really, really hard. You know, she was doing it on a budget and she was doing it in a place where there weren't a lot of, weren't a lot of options. Um, and she was doing it because she came from a large Mexican-American family growing up where there hadn't been a focus on some of these, these principles of healthy healthy living. And she saw firsthand, you know, type two diabetes, obesity, you know, later people dealing with early onset dementia, all sorts of health issues that ultimately were tied to lifestyle. So she was super determined to make sure that we didn't have that experience. Um, and I saw how hard she worked to make it possible. You know, my co-founder Gunnar grew up on a, on a communal farm in Ohio, California, where they were literally doing group buying of organic food back in the, around the same time in the seventies and eighties. And so he had this totally different experience of like, you know, sort of a utopia of sorts where you actually could, where it was easy, where everyone had it, where they, everyone was sharing the, sharing the food, sharing the products. And the vision for Thrive was to basically merge these two worlds. Like how can we bring the commune, create a community around food and health and sustainability and wellness, but make it accessible to people like my mom. And I think the aha moment for us was realizing, you know, in 2014, 30 years, right after my mom was out there doing this, like, you know, and many others were too at the time, but there were still millions of people. In fact, there were more people in 2014 who were trying to do, you know, make these changes, improve lifestyle, feed their families better diets. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet it was just as hard. It was still super expensive. 
50% of Americans still don't live within driving distance of a health food retailer. And there are just these health food deserts, essentially. And it's not just in like urban impoverished areas, like middle-class middle America is still struggling mm -hmm. to find the right options. And so, you know, that's what we mean by access. Of course, we want to reach the people that truly don't have access to, to anything as well. Like that's why we have our gifts member member program. Um, that's why we work with a number of nonprofits uh, to directly funnel funds and product uh, to communities that are really underserved. Uh, one of our big campaigns right now is around food equality. And, you know, like not surprisingly, a lot of these access issues indirectly mirror other social and socioeconomic and racial and cultural uh, and gender issues in our country. And so you have, you know, disproportionately minority families, uh, you know, single, single parent households, women who are affected. And so we do a lot of work there on the just pure mission side, but we see access as really a broader thing that is an issue for everybody, like regardless of what subgroup you might be a part of or what your socioeconomic status is. You know, if you're in the U.S. in 2021, there is a huge amount of temptation to eat crappy food that is bad for the planet and bad for your health. And it's cheaper. It's more widely available. And until pretty recently, you know, there wasn't really the knowledge for most people that this mm -hmm. stuff was, was as bad as it is. So mm -hmm. we want to change that up and down the stack. And mm -hmm. I think what's amazing to us is to see the movement of consumers again, from all different backgrounds, like all different ages, everything that are coming mm -hmm. online to this idea. You know, people are always shocked when they hear, we actually have as many members over the age of 50 as under the age of 30. You know, people, they think millennial, Gen Z. Yes, it's that, but it's also people that are, you know, my mom's age, right? That are in yeah. their 50s and their 60s that are wanting to get healthy. And that's just been amazing. And, uh, you know, right now it feels like we've, we really got the wind at our back because, uh, we're not having to convince people that, hey, it's better to respect the planet. It's better to have healthier products. It's better to eat less meat. Like all these things that we used to feel like you're pushing a boulder uphill, you know, consumers now want it. They they already believe those things and they want to mm -hmm. feel empowered to take action. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm thinking as you're talking about how, as you know, I, I'm running a functional medicine telehealth center. I've done this for the past decade and Thrive Market has been a game changer since you guys have been around because most of our patients are in middle America where they're in this health food desert that you're talking about, where it's going to take them a while, hours sometimes to get to a health food store with that has any decent amount of choices and they can have that at a click of a button. So you're doing such amazing work there. But what, what do you say to people, I mean, around this conversation of accessibility, affordability uh, for the average consumer that says, healthy food, that's ex too expensive. Like they, they're used to going to the place they're always used to going to. How are, how do you convey to them how they can start eating healthily more on a budget or more affordably? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the really obvious answer is just get on Thrive Market and look at the prices. You know, like people know what the prices are at their local grocery store. Yeah. I'm not going to say that every price is lower than that but you will see prices that are on average 20 to as much as 40% below MSRP, you know, retail prices on all the products. And we actually internally, we don't benchmark as much off of, off of what retail is for those products. We actually benchmark to the unhealthy conventional equivalents. And we challenge ourselves to get the products to be at that price. Now it's not always possible, 
but our model makes it much more possible than it's ever been before. So there's a few different parts of that. One is we're cutting out steps in the supply chain. So as much as possible, we're purchasing directly from brands. Um, we're also creating our own products. So I mentioned this before, but you know, almost a third of our sales on Thrive Market at this point are for Thrive Market branded products. There, we're working directly with producers. In some cases, we're working directly with farmers, right? That are doing regenerative agriculture, that are uh, you know helping us to build a direct trade model that can actually pay them more and yet reduce the cost that we're having to pay overall, and the by by extension the price that we can that we charge uh, that we charge our members. So the direct direct to uh, our producers model makes it possible. Going direct to consumer makes it possible, right? We don't have physical grocery stores. We're mm-hmm. shipping directly from our warehouse to our members. Um, and then our membership model makes it possible. So by front-loading some cash each month to us, uh, we're able to then subsidize the bottom line for our business, mm-hmm. also subsidize free memberships for, low, for low-income families, um, and then charge less for the products. So those three parts, the direct consumer, the direct to producer, and the membership model are what enable us to get it to get it to people, get these products to people at lower price. The other thing I'd say though is, you know, you mentioned people that are having to drive two hours, and there's definitely folks like that. You know, 50% of our member base is in the Midwest and Southeast. But you'd also be surprised how many people, even if they do live near a health food retailer, either to some to some degree they can't, people can't afford it. But it's also, they just get intimidated, right? You go in and it's like, where do I start, right? Like if you don't really know what you're doing, if you don't really know how to read a label, you know, good luck starting a ketogenic diet, mm-hmm. right? In a, in a typical grocery store, even a health food store. So a big part of what we're doing is not just breaking down the barriers of geography and, and, and price, like I said, but also creating this experience online and using tools that are only possible really in a digital online format to make it personalized and to make it simple and easy, right? Like mm-hmm. the way that we think about it is that each person should get their personalized grocery store that's based on their needs, their health profile, their family size, their shopping patterns, their social and environmental values they care about. And, you know, as the platform intelligently adapts to them over time using this, this data science algorithm, you know, basically it's, it's as if you walked into a grocery store and like snap your fingers and instead of having to go down every aisle, there's one aisle. And it just says, you know, this is Will Cole's aisle. This is Nick yeah. Green's aisle. And that's mm-hmm. the experience that we want to have for our members where it's just like, it's just easy, you know? Yeah, that's a great point. I, I, you're absolutely right. I see that journey with patients that are maybe newer to this or trying something different because they need to for their health or they've learned more. And it is overwhelming and there's a lot of anxiety around it. And you're cutting through a lot, if not all of that anxiety, because it's so curated to them. And like you said, if their partner is gluten-free and they're trying a keto protocol and then maybe the kid's not free, that's a great example. So you're saying based off of the, the that algorithm, they're just seeing the products that fit that that category, correct? Yeah, so, so there's sort of two levels to it. The first is when you come on to Thrive, the first thing we do, which is probably something you do with your patients, we ask them a bunch of questions, right? Mm-hmm. And we try to keep it as succinct as possible, but they spend their first five minutes on site not browsing the everything store, but actually answering some questions that allow us to curate the catalog. And so, you know, we start with, first of all, we don't, we start with not being the everything store, right? We're not trying to have 40 almond butters. We'll have the best view, but then we'll further use those answers that you have in the, in the, in the onboarding quiz to create an experience that is purpose-built for you. And then, like I said, we tag the products across all these different metadata categories 
so that you can then filter from there. So it's this mix of we provide some intelligence on the front end to make sure it's curated. And then we allow the member to really be empowered to further curate it for whatever they're looking for. And then over time, the more they shop, the more we're able to adapt the experience to that specific person. So when you land on Thrive Market, if you're an existing member, you don't land on the generic homepage. You land on a page called My Isle. Literally, that's what the, the, the page is called. And it is exactly that. It's that like Will Cole Isle. It's the Nick Green Isle that has the products that you've bought before, the products recommended based on what you buy. And our entire data, data science infrastructure is tuned to learning and adapting to make the process easier for our members. Mm. People age at different speeds and the date on your license may not represent your inner biological age at all. If you're looking for ways to extend your health span and slow down the aging process, the keys to health and longevity run in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to improve your metabolism, reduce your stress levels, improve your sleep, and optimize your health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, your DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you are optimized and where you are not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right nutrition for you and the right supplementation for your body. What I love about this as well is what they call Inner Age 2.0. I recommend adding this Inner Age 2.0 to any of their plans for a definitive calculation of your true biological age. You are going to be shocked by the results. It is very interesting. You can see how you're aging from the inside out. For a limited time, get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash art of being well. That's insidetracker.com forward slash art of being well. Or you can use code Will Cole at checkout for that 20% off. Do you want to detox without the hassle of juice cleanses or strict diets? Juna's brand new antioxidant rich detox drops are the ultimate agent for daily detoxification to promote better digestion, support deep bloating, eliminating toxins from the body, and boost overall energy and health. They transform boring water into a powerhouse of a drink and tastes really refreshing. You can use Juna's Detox Drops daily for detox to boost your energy levels, deep bloating to eliminate internal toxins caused by pollution to aid in digestion, the morning after alcohol consumption to aid in liver detox, and also to support healthy skin, hair, nails, to increase circulation and blood flow. I love to drop these detox drops into water and drink them first thing in the morning on an empty stomach as a daily ritual and cleanse. It tastes so refreshing. It's a bit minty with a hint of lemon, super fresh. Honestly, it actually motivates me to drink more water, which most of us need to be doing more of. The main ingredient in this is chlorophyll, which is a powerhouse of antioxidants that contributes to a variety of different skin benefits, like helping with free radical damage that supports anti-accelerated aging. Shop Juna's $26 detox drops online at junaworld.com and save an additional 20% off 
with the already discounted price. Honestly, it's really affordable. So all you have to do is use code WILLCOLE at checkout at junoworld.com for 20% off your first purchase. That's J-U-N-A-W-O-R-L-D.com, junoworld.com. Use code WILLCOLE at checkout for 20% off. We talked about accessibility, affordability, curating it to make it less overwhelming. The other aspect of what Thrive Market is doing, you mentioned it at the, the top of the show, is sustainability. So we hear that term, a lot of people on the show know roughly what it means, but why is that important? Why should the average person care about that? And you're going above and beyond to get these, you mentioned carbon neutral packaging. Can you shed some light on that for the average person that maybe is, is interested in health, but not aware of how the health of the planet it plays a role in their life too. Yeah, well, it, it's that that last sentence you said is exactly right. You know, I think more and more people are realizing not just that the health of the planet long term is going to play a role in all of our health, right? Because we need this planet to survive as a species, but also very directly and immediately, products and food, especially, but any products that are produced in a way that is healthier for the planet, those products tend to also be healthier for human bodies. And I think there's this like, you know, this very like human centric mentality of seeing humans as somehow separate from nature. And it's like not actually the way it is. Like we're animals too. Animals are part of nature. Like we all co- have coexisted for a very long time in these ecosystems. And it's, it's, shouldn't be that surprising that when you use, you know, natural processes, especially regenerative processes, when you're not using uh, chemicals, when you're not doctoring and manufacturing and overly processing products, they're going to tend to be better for our bodies and they're going to tend to be better for the planets. And I think that when people see that those are two sides of the same coin, you can basically use sustainability as a proxy for healthy. Like if mm-hmm. it's pretty hard to produce an unhealthy product in a sustainable way. And it's pretty hard to produce a sustainable product in an unhealthy way. Like the, 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 those two things really go hand in hand. So I'd say that's the first thing is people are realizing that. And that's really, that's, that's amazing. I think the second thing that's happening is people are being, becoming more aware of those long-term effects of what's happening with, with the planet and with global warming in particular. And the reason that's occurring is because they're no longer so long-term, right? People are seeing them more immediately in our present and it's happening faster than, you know, than, than most people thought possible. So it's interesting that you ask, what would I say to try to convince people? Because, you know, five years ago, you know, even, even two or three years ago, we did feel like we needed to do a lot of convincing. Now it actually really feels like that consciousness is there. People are much more attuned to healthy for the planet tends to be healthier for people and vice versa. And they're much more, uh, I think, painfully attuned to the fact that we're at a critical moment to, you know, hopefully stop and and even go beyond that, unwind the damage that we've done to our planet and to our climate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just as a few anecdotes, like we used to, we we launched with with carbon neutral shipping on day one. We didn't get any inquiries about that back in the day. Most people didn't know what carbon neutral shipping was. You know, we now get as many inquiries about carbon neutral shipping as we do about free shipping. Like people are really into that. We went zero waste in our fulfillment centers in 2018. We didn't do that as a marketing employer because our members were telling us to do it. We did it because it was the right thing to do. But now our members reward reward us for it, right? They actually want to hear about it. They're interested in it. You know, we're part of the B Corp community and made it a really, you know, core part of who we are to be a stakeholder-driven business. 
And our members, we believe value that. So what's interesting is like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, there's this traditional thing on B Corp where it's like, oh, it's either you serve your shareholders or your stakeholders. We actually think that serving our stakeholders is better for our customers, is better for our shareholders over time. Um, and we think that our customers and our, our members and our shareholders uh, appreciate and understand that as well. So, you know, I feel pretty fortunate that at this point, we don't have to do as much convincing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm really excited that some of the things that, you know, two years ago, we were starting to invest in like regenerative agriculture, mm-hmm. which wasn't really on the consumer radar mm-hmm. at all. Now it is, you know, like mm-hmm. we have a shop by filter on the site for regenerative, like people use that and say, hey, mm-hmm. I want to go beyond organic. I actually want to be doing something that is net positive for, mm-hmm. uh, for the planet. I remember an event a few years ago. Uh, it was a private event, a health thing before Expo West. And I remember some people from Thrive Market being there talking about going beyond organic and really looking at certification in a different way and regenerative farming in a different way. I, I'm asking you that's completely off. Like, I don't even know where that's at right now. Are you working on anything in that category of really looking at regenerative farming and educating the consumer about what is what is ultimately beyond organic for a lack of better words. Absolutely. I mean, one of the challenges early on in the business is, you know, when you're just starting out, you're you're sort of you don't have the scale to really influence what producers are doing. And in some cases, if you're dealing with a bunch of middlemen, you don't even get to interact with the farmers. One of the best things about now operating at scale where we're doing you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of sales a year, we've got more than a million members, is we start to really have some control. Like we can actually go and jump over the middlemen, have direct relationships with producers and have enough volume to start to shift the way that they produce um, or reward producers that are doing it the right way. So, you know, we love working with farmers collectives with collaborative projects. Our supply chain for meat and seafood, for example, we work with a partnership down in Patagonia that is converting farmers over to grass-fed, grass-finished processes for, for beef. Um, you know, we work with a fourth-generation regenerative farm for our pork supply chain. Down in our coffee supply chain in Peru, we're working with a regenerative direct trade network that's directly you know, working with, with farmers in communities to convert them over to uh, more sustainable practices um, and also provide them with better sources of income through higher payment for their goods direct rather than through all these middlemen. And that's been super, super powerful, powerful for us. So, you know, at this scale now that we're at, where we're doing more with our own brand, where we're working more directly with farmers, where we have the scale to actually influence the the supply chains. um, It's been really, really special to be able to Mm -hmm. see like all of a sudden we can actually, you know, not just be part of this trend that's happening, but actually push it to happen faster. And that's one of the things we feel like we've been part of with regenerative. And you know, mm-hmm. one thing we've been really active on is the regenerative standards and trying to get those more consistent. Um, so that uh, you know, the same way that we have with organic, where it's USDA certified organic, you know, we want the same thing on the regenerative side. So consumers really can understand what that is. And right now it's still a little bit fuzzier where there's mm-hmm. different definitions of, of, of regenerative and claims that are being made about regenerative that aren't always, you know, don't always stand up to scrutiny. Mm-hmm. So that's been really exciting. But I think the biggest, the most exciting thing for us is less around like the standards and more around just the like substantive action and being able to see that happening across, you know, coffee, pork, beef supply chains, 
and mm -hmm. shifting our own core Thrive Market brand to be as much regenerative as possible mm -hmm. and banking on the fact that our members are actually going to reward us for that, right? That we can prove that we can do regenerative. It doesn't have to be more expensive, right? It can actually be less expensive while paying farmers more and while doing the right, the right things by the planet. And so that's, that's super, super exciting. Mm -hmm. It is. It's very exciting. So switching gears here a little bit, we have a lot of people that are parents that listen to the podcast. And I'm thinking that, uh, for my patients specifically, I get, I get asked this question a lot. What are some tips, tricks that parents can do to start bringing healthier foods in the home that their kids actually like? How, how can we start leveling up our kids, our kids, healthy foods in a way? I mean, the obvious thing is become a Thrive Market member. Uh, I mean, it really does make it easy. And if you look at our, I talked about the diversity of our member base, like all different ages, all different socioeconomics, all different geographies. But one common thread is a lot of our members have kids in the home, yeah. right? It's, it's hard enough to get healthy yourself. If you, like anyone that's a parent knows, if you're trying to also get healthy for a family and mm -hmm. juggle all the other responsibilities that being a parent uh, involves, especially a working parent, um, it's just really, really hard. And so, you know, we try to do a lot to make that easier. And there's a lot of other little things that people can, that parents can do. You know, to me, like one of the things we focus on in our house, we have a four-year-old, a one and a half-year-old, uh, and, and actually one on the way. Um, Congratulations. We're, we're, so growing family, young family, um, you know, a lot of chaos and madness on a daily basis, as, as, uh, as a lot of parents can relate to. And, you know, for our toddler, for our four-year-old, you know, she's definitely getting to a place where she's asserting her own food preferences. And those food preferences don't always, uh, you know, immediately align with what's healthy. So we've tried to just basically control the universe of food that our kids are exposed to uh, without going crazy. You know, I think people would be surprised or might be surprised that like, you know, we're not against cake on a, on a, on a birthday. Like if we're out for dinner with the kids and there's an ice cream shop nearby, I've got a sweet tooth. <laughs> and we, we, so we don't, we're not maniacal. And the last thing we want to do is have it feel like oppressive to the kids where then, you know, they'll probably react and go to the other extreme. Mm -hmm. But we do within our house, just, you know, make sure that the food that's around is healthy. And that's really easy when we're, when we're buying from, from Thrive Market, where I know, you know, everything hits the standards. But what we found is that by doing that, you sort of get to a place where the kids, um, even if when they, when they're outside the house, there's a little bit more flexibility when they're in the home. Yeah, you, know, uh, you know, you're just in a contained universe and it's all, it's all going to be good stuff and you don't have to be working on, you know, controlling what they eat when like, well, you can have this once you have that. It's like, no, mm -hmm. you know, every, you can have whatever you want because everything in our house is, yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, especially kids of a certain age and, and up until they're really late teens, we as parents decide what's in the home. And it's, no matter when you start, if you have better alternatives for things, you can pick whatever you want from, from, from the good things. This episode is brought to you by Monk Pack. Monk Pack offers low sugar, keto-friendly bars, which are plant-based, gluten-free, and non-GMO. They are the perfect snack for anyone who is trying to eat better or cut back on sugar and carbs without sacrificing taste. Monk Pack keto granola bars and nut and seed bars contain less than one gram of sugar or less, two to three grams of net carbs, and each bar contains 150 calories or less. I honestly, I can't even pick a favorite of these. They got shipped to my house. I love them all. They are soft, chewy. They just remind me of 
like something that I would eat growing up that would have tons of junk ingredients in, but these are super clean and they taste amazing, if not better. They taste better than any other bar I've had. They clean ingredient lists, simple ingredients, no high intensity sweetener or aftertaste that's honestly common with a lot of keto snacks. This does not have it at all. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack products by visiting monkpack.com and enter code WILLCOLE at checkout. To get started, just go to monkpack.com, that's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com and select any product that you want and then enter code WILLCOLE at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, which you will love it, let's be honest, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. Again, monkpack.com, use code WILLCOLE. All right, so the, this part of the podcast, I mean, the podcast as a whole, it's called The Art of Being Well, where we talk about the science and the art of wellness. And this part of the podcast is your art of being well. It's Nick Green's Art of Being Well, just your favorite things within wellness. So I'll just throw questions out and like whatever comes to mind, I want to just geek out and learn from the man on how he, how you live your life. Are you are you up for this? I didn't tell you about it, but it's it's It depends what the questions are, but let's, <laughs> let's go. You'll like it. Okay. So question number one, if you're stuck on a desert island naturally, and you had to eat one food for the rest of your life while you're on this island for survival, nutrient density, what would that food be? Ooh, that's pretty good. I'm thinking of that guy from back in like the turn of the century who tried to survive on coconuts for like, literally like it was like a coconut cult and all they (laughs) ate was coconuts. So not coconuts. Um, but it would be, it would be, it'd be something that's high fat. So probably want to say avocado. Uh, you yep. know, I don't know if that's, that's a complete enough nutrition source to be the only thing I eat, but I love avocado. I put avocados in everything. I love avocado oil. And for me, like I'm, I'm pretty fast metabolism. And so it's sometimes hard for me to get calories, uh, enough calories. And it you know, like, I, for me, avocado just gives me the satiation, uh, mm-hmm. while knowing that it's, you know, good for my brain, good for my body. Love it. All right. So completely opposite. Maybe, maybe you said this already, but if you had to eat one for the rest of your life, purely on taste, health benefits aside, what would that food be? Uh, peanut butter. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Definitely. Do you have a preference type of peanut butter we're talking about? Uh, crunchy for sure. Crunchy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this isn't the peanut butter we have in our home, but like Skippy peanut butter, Skippy <laughs> crunchy peanut butter is pretty darn good. <laughs> I see. I like the ones you stir up the organic stuff. It's like, I like it. I, I grew, I grew up, you know, I have like a nostalgic value around some of these, these like traditional yes. CBD products, you know, it's like Oreos, for example, I wouldn't live on those, but I love them. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that's really cool that we do on thrive a lot is find like, all right, what's the healthy analog to some of these products for like, you yes. can create a nut butter, for example, our dry market branded nut butter literally only has nuts, right? So it's like no yeah. palm oil, no, no sugar, no salt. You know, you can add some salt if you want to, but we're going to make it as simple and pure as possible. Yeah. And, and it tastes great. And it, yeah. and it tastes great. That's right. Yeah, totally. All right. So what are two supplements that have been the biggest game changers for you personally? So I, I supplement relatively heavily. So I, I, I'm pretty interested in, in longevity. So I do an NAD plus or a booster. It's called NR as the, as the compound. Yeah. 
I do resveratrol. I do take a omega complex. And then I've done some other like anti antioxidants with uh, like quercetin is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of, I go in and out with supplements. So I, mm-hmm. I don't like do the exact same thing every single day. I kind of treat it like food yeah. in a way where I like, I will, I'll cycle this, I'll, I'll cycle them and I'll, um, you know, mix it up on a daily or weekly basis. Very cool. I know that's probably yeah. not what you're supposed to do, but that is my pattern. No, I mean, for these longevity things, especially, I think that can, I can have some benefit of, of cycling. We actually had Dr. Charles Brenner, who was the scientist that discovered the nicotinamide riboside pathway on the show, a super smart guy, the NR pathway. Um, have you ever heard of spermidine before? It's a compound. They kind of extract it from like a wheat germ. It's, yeah. longe- it's in the longevity research, but. Yeah, I was reading about that one recently. I, I think it was uh, uh, David Sinclair was tweeting about it. So that's yeah. one that's like, it's on my list to, to study. Yeah, you have to check it out. This compelling research on autophagy and this compound uh, spermidine being helpful for that. Same, similar to fasting. I, I'm assuming you fast, right? Do you fast to some degree? I do fast. Yeah. What What's and that look like for you? So it, on a daily basis, it means just having a shorter feeding window. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm a little bit I have kind of a backwards fasting schedule relative to most people. I think a lot of people tend to fast in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to eat in the morning. Um, not, mm-hmm. not a lot. Like I'll basically eat something small between nine and 10 o'clock, um, and then have my biggest meal at lunch. So I actually fast in the evening. So it works well for our family. Like kids go to bed relatively early. We tend to eat dinner, you know, five thirty or six, and then I won't eat anything after six. Mm. So it's not a really extreme window, but you know, 6 PM till call it 10 AM the next morning, I'm not eating. Um, and then I do some lo- longer fasts on a, you know, maybe call it a quarterly basis. I did Prolon for a long time. Uh, I really liked the, like the idea of a fast mimicking diet where I was able to still get some caloric input. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially with my work schedule, it's hard mm-hmm. to be like, to be absolutely no food, at least for me. Mm-hmm. I know some people can do it and they feel great for me. If I'm not eating for two or three days, I'm really hungry. Um, yeah. and it sort of dominates my thoughts. One thing that I found helps a lot with fasting is being keto before a long fast. So, you know, I use keto and again, I don't know if this is like the proper way to do it, but I also kind of cycle with keto and not in like a rigorous way, but just in a, you know, what my body's feeling kind of way. So I'll go for weeks from like having a little bit more carbohydrate and then I'll kind of cut back and go to more of a high fat diet. So I, I, I see it as, you know, as one tool in the toolkit, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and especially if I want to start going into a period where I'm fasting a little bit more, being in ketosis to start makes that a lot easier mm-hmm. for me. Totally. No, I, I, that's definitely how I advocate most people to do it. It's how I recommend people to do it in intuitive fasting too. It's just so much easier and a cyclical approach too. I, we're on the same wavelength for sure. I remember us talking a little bit about this at, at our Thrive event last year. Um, yeah. All right. So biohacking, are you into biohacking? And if so, like, what's your latest wellness tool? biohack that you're really into? I'm an intense person and I can get pretty obsessive about things. If I get too obsessive on something like that, it can sort of dominate my thoughts. Right. so like, if I get like religious about keto, it can become a real distraction. Same thing with fasting, which is why I try to do it in a looser way where it's like, all right, here's my general guidelines. I want to eat less. I want to eat it in, in, in tighter windows. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to do these supplements, but I also want to experiment a little bit. 
So I would say on, on biohacking, most of mine is focused more on kind of longevity. Things kind of clicked for me when I got into my mid thirties, started seeing gray hair, you know, started feeling some soreness that I didn't feel all the time before. And then having kids, you know, I'm looking and saying, God, I want to be really healthy and active and vibrant with my kids. Uh, you know, seeing your parents get older is another part that kind of clicked that on for me. And yeah. so, you know, a lot of what I'm doing, whether it's, you know, whether it's the fasting, whether it's the periods of, of keto, um, whether it's, you know, I, I would say I do kind of a moderate level of caloric restriction generally, like just try to, you know, eat to 80% as opposed to eating to 100%. You know, not at every meal, but for for most of my meals. And then I've also been doing more now with uh, with uh, cold and heat exposure. So like I bought a, it's a, basically a chest freezer and just like caught the seams. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, again, I don't know how recommended this is, but I do it right before bed. And it's just yeah. awesome for yeah. me. Yeah, like I, be great before bed. I have never slept better. So that's a big one for me. I do really high heat sauna. Uh, to try to activate the heat shock proteins. This probably sounds crazy, but it's like 180 degrees plus Fahrenheit for 20 minutes. Oh, 20 minutes, wow. And then I'm really into into getting sleep, which I've come to appreciate a lot more as a parent as well. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, for sure. With that year and a half year old, it's it's probably uh, something you really appreciate more now more than ever. It's challenging, you know? And like yeah. once you're, I don't know if this is just getting a little older that maybe I don't sleep as well, but it's also... I think with kids, like your sleep gets disrupted, right? And then it's hard to get back into a good routine. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my wife and I kind of, we we give and take on this, but I like to sleep with earplugs, which is not, you know, it's not ideal because if if kids wake up, you're not, you're not as aware, but like, you know, that for me has actually been a game changer on just Mm. like getting through the night and sleeping, you know, without the kind of restless waking up. I didn't even realize how much I was waking up till I started sleeping with, with just wax earplugs. Yeah. It's like, holy cow, I went to bed and like, didn't wake up till the morning. That's great. Great, great tips. How long are you staying in the ice bath? I'm curious before bed. I do between six and, you know, eight or nine minutes. Cool. And I'm not doing it on the super cold temperature. So I, I keep it like between 48 and 50 degrees. Got it. Which, you know, for people like it's cold, it's really cold when you get in, but it's not so cold that you feel pain. That's sweet spot of kind of miserable, but <laughs> not too, too miserable. And you know what I do? I, when I first started doing it, I was like, I could only do like two or three minutes. Um, and I would be, re- I would be miserable, but I started, I started actually just like listening to podcasts in the ice bath. And so I can go for 10 or 15 minutes in there at 50 degrees and be relatively comfortable. Um, the challenge I have there is that it takes t- like, I will not be comfortable sleeping. If you're for me, if I'm in 50 degrees for 15 minutes, my core temperature will come down enough that I'm like pretty much shivering for an hour afterwards, Mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, it's just too much. So I think it's just listening to your body and experimenting with it and having fun with it. You know what, the thing I like about fasting, I feel like it's kind of a spiritual meditative experience to fast. And I feel the same way about cold and heat exposure. It's like when you, when you, and even like exercise, right? Like to me, like that runner's high comes from pushing your body Mm -hmm. and like facing up to a physical challenge. Yeah. Um, I get a little bit of that coming out of the ice bath. Like I'll really feel invigorated yeah. and, you know, ironically also tired because I don't go right to sleep. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, those, those have been actually, I would say game changing 
for yeah. me over the last year. I think about all those things you mentioned, uh, ice baths, sauna, fasting, working out, all of those are hormetic effects. There might be something to that where it's like this, this resilience capacity of the human body. Uh, you're tapping into it in a deeper way. All right, last question. What is one book that you've read in the last year that's been the biggest, biggest, maybe inspired you the most? It doesn't have to be about health. It could be fiction, nonfiction. I've been reading a lot of fiction lately and I read some, I read sci-fi, but I'd say for inspiration, and I started reading this book several years ago, but but the Tao, the Tao Te Ching. Mm-hmm. And there's a an edition of it uh, by a guy named Stephen Mitchell. That's uh, instead of being like a literal translation, it's a more like it's a, I feel like it's a more useful translation. It's just easier. And that's a big part of my meditation and just daily practice. So I try to read at least, I mean, the chapters, as, as you may know, are like a page long. It's yeah. literally like a little poem. You can read, read one in 35 seconds, but that's my go-to, you know, like it's yeah. like that, that's the book that if you went into my Kindle, it's like always there at the, at the top because I look at it every single day. I love that. It's funny that we had young Pueblo, uh, Diego Perez on the show, and he, he reads a lot of science fiction too. I have to get in on this. I have not read science fiction recently at all. I mean, what is it about science fiction? What, any, and, and what science fiction books have you read that you've been liking? Yeah. So yeah, I just read, read one recently uh, that I love called Children of Time, which is this like, it's a mind, mind-blowing book with like, these planets that have basically alternative evolutionary schemes where like in this case, spiders, for example, have developed hyper intelligence. I think what I like about it in general and like that kind of book specifically is they just, it just like jolts your perspective to a different direction. And I find that it makes me think about my intelligence or like our society or culture in a way that is less in the water, taking everything for granted and more just Mm -hmm. like from a bird's eye view saying, oh, that is interesting and that's peculiar. And why do we do it that way? Yeah, It's also just at a time, I've, I've started reading more science fiction the last year and a half during the pandemic when it just, it feels like we are entering the future at this really accelerated pace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I actually think science fiction, you know, there's obviously a lot of crazy stuff in there, but a lot of it is very prescient. And yeah. I think it's especially interesting right now as we, you know, see so much changing so quickly and so much acceleration in our own kind of, you know, society, politics, culture, technology, and not always for the, not always for the better. Right. So it's, I think science fiction is like a good, a good, a good thought experiment and like mm-hmm. lends into that. Yeah, I agree. Nick, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I love talking to you. Thanks again. Uh, this was fun. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize I'd be able to talk about sci-fi. So <laughs> happy to do that and really appreciate you and, and all that you're doing to, to promote wellness for so many people. Hey, I appreciate it. I have to shake things up. I know people like you and I are on podcasts and we get asked the same questions. I want to so talking about science fiction and planets full of spiders is a good thing sometimes for the people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. At the end of every episode, I'll be answering a question from one of you guys. Nothing is off limits. Ask me anything. And you can send your questions over to me on Instagram or Facebook. As a functional medicine practitioner, it's been fun seeing the questions that have already come in on different food philosophies, wellness trends, and ways to approach overall mental, emotional, and physical health and well-being. Thanks for those. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else is on your mind. All right, it's time for another Ask Me Anything. Today's question is from Mira. Mira asks, 
Can vitamin D help with memory? And if so, what is the optimal range? All right, yes, vitamin D can definitely help with brain health as a whole. The brain is rich with vitamin D receptor sites, meaning we have little baseball mitts. <laughs> That's how I think of them. All right, I'm showing you how weird I actually am. But they are, they are receptor sites that pick up hormonal signaling and allow neurotransmitters and hormones to do their job and to trigger some sort of pathway. And vitamin D acts as an almost pro-hormone or a hormone precursor. So it definitely works on many different pathways within the brain, governing our mood, our energy levels, other hormonal pathways, regulation of inflammation and neuroinflammation specifically. So yes, it is definitely helpful if somebody wants to bring things in their life to support memory and overall brain function. That's not to say it's a magic cure-all and getting your vitamin D levels is going to make everybody's memory super sharp because it is multifaceted. It's not just about vitamin D deficiency, but the ubiquity of vitamin D deficiency needs to be looked at. And studies are looking at this. There's one study recently published out of the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. I think it was out, out of the University of South Australia. And this study investigated the association between low vitamin D using neuroimaging. And they found that low levels of vitamin D were associated with lower brain volumes and an increased risk of dementia and stroke. They also found genetic analyses that supported a causal effect of vitamin D deficiency and dementia. And in some populations, as much as 17% of dementia cases might be prevented by increasing everyone to normal levels of vitamin D, which they determined to be 50 nanomoles per liter. So yes, vitamin D is extremely important for brain health. In functional medicine, we like vitamin D to be around 60 to 80. It can go even a little bit higher than that. In some populations, people tend to do better, but at the very least, 60 to 80. And even if you get 50, according to the study out of the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, it's shown to be very beneficial for memory and decreasing neurodegenerative and neuroinflammatory problems. So get that vitamin D up. The way that I get my vitamin D levels optimal, obviously this is the sunshine vitamin. Get healthy amounts of sunlight whenever possible. Do not burn your skin, but get out in the sunlight, get natural sunlight within reason, and then supplement. And a way that I supplement is I have a D3K2, which vitamin K2 is another fat soluble vitamin that helps with regulating inflammation and tons of other things in the body too. So if you want to check out the formula that I, that I use, just go to drwillcole.com, go over to shop, and it's in the collection, which is like just my foundational core supplements that I take every day. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow 
and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back every Monday and Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.